The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of the Pokemon Snapshot. How are you doing tonight, Josh? I'm pretty good, Jeff. How's it going? Not bad. In a week, I am on vacation. I just can't wait. This is, the week before you go on vacation this is the hardest week of work. It's like the slowest week in eternity. Yeah, so I cannot wait for that. What have you been up to? Um, well, I'm like the opposite of going on vacation. I'm getting off summer vacation. Uh, summer vacation, and students are coming back on Tuesday, so I'm in a a more sour mood than usual. <laughs> so, what have you been doing since you only had a few days left of freedom? Um, other than brooding, I've been reading Dune. I'm like a hundred, um, a hundred pages. In- <coughs> Um, other than falling apart, you can kind of tell that I'm a little bit stuffy. <coughs> I've had a bit of a cold, but luckily it's not COVID. But I've been reading Dune. I'm like 100 pages into it um, in preparation for the movie coming out in October. I plan to see it in IMAX, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, I did watch the new Suicide Squad movie. That was pretty good. It was definitely better than the first one or the original, whatever you want to call it. Since it's not technically a sequel, it's more like a a soft reboot. I always thought that was weird. I'm like, a soft reboot for what, a movie that came out three years ago? Well, it's just because the first one was so, so, so bad. They they were just like, eh, it doesn't exist. We'll just keep a couple of the good characters from it and it'll be okay. Um, but no, I'm actually, I'm all jokes aside, I am excited for school to start back in a couple of days. Um for like another regular year. I may have to wear a mask, but all the kids will be back, so it'll be okay. That's exciting. Uh I have, you know, last week I did mention I've been playing Skyward Sword. Mhm. And this week I'm going to mention that I'm done with it, not because I beat it, but just because I'm done with that game. <laughs> I'm... Let's let's hear why, cuz I know you have you've told me you had some you have some opinions about it. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. And they're not even like like, I'm not giving any hot takes. I feel like this is a general consensus. But, mm-hmm. so, you haven't played it, so I'm gonna... But you have played a Legend of Zelda game. I'm gonna just mm-hmm. lay it all out for you. So, this is your typical Zelda game where, you know, you have your forest area, your volcano area, and your desert area. And then each of them has a dungeon, and you beat the dungeon, you get the heart piece, it tells you to go on to the next area. You know, you're going and going and going. Mm-hmm. But then after sounds like Zelda sounds like (laughs) Zelda. Zelda. So then I'm like, man, only three dungeons. What's going on here? Well, I keep playing and it's like, oh, you need to go back to the forest. I'm like, okay, but not only do you go back to the forest, you also have to do these things called the silent realm, which means I have to get this plant put together by getting these 15 pieces of the plant. Without being touched by the guards. And if you get touched, you have to start over. So you do so that. So it's just like a lot of backtracking? Yeah, you do that and you go through a second dungeon in the forest area. Cool. Mm-hmm. Go to the volcano. Have to do the same thing. And then with this desert, same thing. So then you get back to 
um, the sky and they're like, oh, you need to find these four. Oh, you need a song to get and to save Zelda. I'm like, okay, cool. I need a song. Plus the song is broken into four parts. <laughs> I'm like, wait, for one, who just breaks up a song like that? I Yeah, this I was this isn't prog rock. This is a video game. It's it's not like a 30-minute epic song on like one side of a vinyl record. This is this is like a couple of notes broken up into four parts. Yeah. And so you have to and guess where those songs are hidden? They are hidden in the forest area, in the volcano, in the desert. So then area. you got to you got to backtrack again. A third time. Plus, Ugh. not to mention that the most uninteresting boss in the, a Zelda game I fought, which, granted, Zelda bosses are awesome, and this game has some cool bosses, and the dungeons are really good, probably some of my favorite dungeons, but it has this boss called the Imprisoned, and you, and it's the most uninteresting battle, and not only do you fight him once, you have to fight him three times. Why is it so bad? Well, so... It's just boring. I mean, you have to... He's, like, walking really slowly. You have to cut off his toes, and... So you're just cutting this monster's toenails? Yeah, well, <laughs> actually... Yeah, kind of, but... It's hard to explain, but then you beat him, and then later on in the story, it's like, oh, he's breaking out of his seal again. I'm like, then what? why did I seal him in the first place? Why don't you give me the strongest seal? Because I keep making me seal him even more. <laughs> you have to do it three times, and each time, the battle's pretty much the same except he's moving faster and one he has arms and the others he has wings and it it's... So, so then you have to cut his fingernails and then give him a haircut yeah yeah it's it's just horrible so i did all that and then i go back to the main hub area and it's like oh so oh there's a silent realm up here too and i looked at the game i'm like no we're we're done i'm done with you i'm cutting you off Mm, that's how I was with Breath of the Wild. Sorry, folks out there. I thought Breath of the Wild was only as popular as it was because it had the Legend of Zelda name attached to it. I did not think it was that great of a game. Sorry, folks. See, I did really enjoy Breath of the Wild, but that's neither here nor there. But, no, I'm just like, you know, at this point, I'm just playing Skyward Sword to get to the next game I want to play. And I'm like, why don't I just take Skyward Sword out of my Switch and put in the game I want to play, which is yeah, the great... Which is the great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yeah, life's too short to play games you don't enjoy. No, especially when you have a family. I only have so little gaming time as it is. And you got another one on the way. I do, so there's going to be even less there. But yeah, so that was my rant about Skyward Sword. It was... I it mean, was a good it, one. That was a good rant. It was a good rant. And granted, a bad Zelda game is still better than 80% of the other games out there. Fair. So except for except for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> send your, I'm kidding. Send your I, hate mail to at Jball ninety. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not actually my email, so you'll just be some dude named Jeffrey Ball. Well not Jeffrey Ball, that's your name. Jeremy Ball. <laughs> Jeremy's gonna get a lot of hate mail. <laughs> I think that's your Twitter. I don't know. Uh but yeah, so that that's it for what we've been doing. Uh, but before we get into the episode, Josh, let's go over some Pokemon news that came out this last week. Hit me with it. So Pokemon Go is having its Ultra Unlock Part 2 space event right now, which it had Part 1 time earlier, time and space like Dialgia and Palkia. 
So there's going to be some more Pokemon appearing in the wild. Uh, so these Pokemon will be appearing in the wild. And if I pronounce them wrong, everybody, I'm sorry. Again, I only watched the anime for so long. So some of these names I've only ever read. And I'm looking at the list and I only recognize two of the names on this whole list. Uh, there's two more down at the bottom. So four. Two. Oh, so yeah. So. Yeah, there's, I have a few lists here, so let's just go over them. So Pokemon that we appear in in the wild more often, we have Mana, Basculin, LGM, Clefairy. I think that's one Josh knows. Mm-hmm. Heatmore, Durant, Ghastly, the other one Josh knows, and Duskull. Uh, there's also some special 7-kilometer eggs, which will be Shellos, both the West and the East version, which... I believe it was in Sinnoh with Shellos. Don't send hate me if I'm wrong. It was either, I think, Sinnoh. And there was a west side of the island and an east side. And depending on what side of the island you were on, you fu- you caught a different kind of Shellos. So you can get both of them in 7-kilometer cel- eggs. You can get Basculin again, Heatmore, and Durant. And then some special raid Pokemon will be appearing. Uh, one-star raids will be Unknown You. Is that another one you recognized? Nope. No? Okay, well, that's a second generation Pokemon there. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Unknown. They're the ones that made the alphabet. Possibly? I don't know. I don't... Okay. It doesn't ring a bell. Uh, Shellos East and West will also be appearing one-star raids, LGM, and Esper. Then three-star raids are going to include Alakazam, Kangaskhan, and Heracross. I have... I've got Alakazam and Kangaskhan. Those are the other two. Not Heracross. He's another generation two Pokemon. Well, that does kind of sound familiar, so maybe five. Uh, and then five-star raid is going to include Palkia, and a Mega raid is going to include Mega Ampharos. So, that is the Pokemon Go uh, Ultra Unlock Part 2 Science event. That's just... They're starting to name things like animes there. It's like a, a high school musical, the musical, the series. Yes. <laughs> That is a horrible name. Uh, and some other Pokemon Go updates, because we reported earlier back that Pokemon Go was getting rid of its, like, pandemic things, that it was made things easier to play at home. And so, mm-hmm. and I did want to credit, this article came from Joe Anderton at Digital Spy, since I'm taking some of his words. I wanted to credit him for the article. Uh, and it says, Now Neandic has responded to the fan complaints with an official blog post trying to justify rolling back the pandemic changes by stating, Research has shown that taking walks outside is safe and confers several health benefits. Furthermore, encouraging outdoor exploration is in keeping with Neantic's mission. Which, to me, is just a BS reason to pull some of these back, especially with cases rising. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds like corporate speak to me. Yeah. Uh, the statement also specifically acknowledged the fan concerns about Pokestop and Gym Radius, and although they haven't announced they are reversing the changes, they are looking into a compromise. Uh, we are assembling, they said, we are assembling an internal cross-functional team to develop proposals designed to preserve our mission of inspiring people to explore the world together, while also addressing specific concerns that have been raised regarding interaction distance is what their statement said. Uh, We will share the findings of this task force by the next in-game season change, which is on September 1st. As part of this process, we will also join by reaching out to community leaders in the coming days to join us in this dialogue. A bunch of corporate speaks saying, we hear you. 
but who knows if we're going to change things back. <laughs> we hear you, but we don't care. We don't care. We have made $5 billion over the last five years. <laughs> Do you have $5 billion? No, you don't. Then be quiet. Yeah, that's pretty much what they're saying. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So that's it for the news of Pokemon this week. Uh, so remember, last week we did ask the question, what is a movie or television show that has made you cry? I had a couple of answers here. Michael Strauss said the magicians know better to be safe than sorry. Uh, I've never seen the magicians, Josh. Have you? I saw it referenced when I was just reading like TV shows that are really good that nobody really watches. And that was one of them. So I'm interested. I might watch it one day. Yeah, I, I got other things. It's on always list. been on my list. Uh, I think it's on Netflix right now. I mm -hmm. think I see it because they, they keep suggesting it to me because it probably is right up my alley. Hmm. Um, and then he also, Michael also went on to say a few years ago, this would have been Scrubs, my screw up. And that is still my runner up choice, but it isn't even close to how heartrending this episode of the magicians is. Uh, the my screw up episode is heartrending. Did you watch Scrubs, Josh? Uh, I watched maybe like part of the first season, but. I liked it, but it was never, I never got into it too much. So, I hear it's really good, though. Yeah. Oh, I, I love Scrubs. I've seen the whole series, and I'm going to give spoilers for, uh, you know, 20-year-old show at this point. That's fine. Uh, this episode involved Brendan Fraser, who comes in as JD's, or no, Jordan's brother, which is Dr. Cox's ex-wife, or maybe her wife at the time. I don't know. They mm -hmm. go off and on throughout and he finds out he has leukemia and he comes oh, back yeah. for this episode and he ends up dying by the end of it oh uh, that's really sad uh speaking of brendan fraser i've been watching i'm he's having kind of like a renaissance now um and i've been watching doom patrol and he's really funny in that show i forgot about that i have been watching doom patrol i have not seen that show so it's a dc thing it's like kind of like weird heroes that you never really heard of other than cyborg cyborg is one of the main ones okay yeah i haven't really watched any of the dc stuff on hbo max i should delve into that sometime dude hbo max has the best uh content out of any of the streaming services sorry i'm getting off subject but yeah. <laughs> i mean the only thing i've been watching on hbo max right now is i'm finally and i don't think you like this show i think we've had this conversation you are not a fan of big bang theory no no, but no, not particularly. I watched them all, and my wife never finished the last two seasons. So once I hit season eleven, we've been watching it together, and we're almost done with the final season. So nice. I'm interested to see how the season finale is, since I've never seen it, and I don't know. I'm a sucker for season finales, even though it means the show's ending. If they end on a good note, mm -hmm. I love to watch them. So yeah. like Scrubs, good series finale. Good series finales can really elevate a good show to yeah, being great. Scrubs has a great series finale. Uh, he's walking. He's ending his last day at the hospital as a attendant or whatever or whatever mm -hmm. he is. And as he's walking down the hall, every single character that has appeared in the show is in the hall with him, whether they was dead or alive. Nice. And they're watching him walk out the hospital for the last time. Another great, and this is going on a huge team, but another great season for Matt Nally, and I know this show is divisive, but Friends had a great season finale, too. Nice. I'm not a, fan, a Friends fan at, at all, either, speaking of things that are on HBO Max. Uh, so, going on, speaking of season finales, uh, mm -hmm. Kate Davis said the Good Place series finales made me ugly cry for a solid half hour. I've only seen the, good... the first season of The Good Place. 
The Good Place is a good show. I've only seen the first two seasons, but I want to finish it. But yeah, no, I like that show. It's not necess- It's not really that funny to me, but it's good. Yeah, and I like Kristen Bell. Same. So, and don't forget, you can if you want to answer the questions, we, po- we post them on Twitter every week. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans such as yourselves can help find the podcast. All right, Josh, after all that, I think we're ready to get into the episode. After your world-class rant about Skyward Sword. Yes. All right, tell us about when the episode aired. So, this week's episode is The Battling Eevee Brothers, which in Japanese it was called The Four Eevee Brothers. I like the English name better. Same. Uh, It aired on April 16th, 1998 in Japan and on October 27th, 1998 in the United States. All right, Josh, let's get into the episode. Let's jump in. The Battling Eevee Brothers. So the episode begins as all episodes begin with Team Ash walking down some nondescript trail in some nondescript wooded area. Suddenly, Pikachu runs into the woods to find an Eevee chained up in a hollowed out tree with a bowl of food and water. So when Pikachu was running off, I just thought, oh, Pikachu finally realized the horrible mistake he made last episode and decided that the forest filled with Pikachu is the better way to live. <laughs> he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what am he I doing moment, here? He had a moment of realization. And he, he just was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Ash, is my, Ash is my owner? Maybe we should rethink this. Uh, so I'm going to say something controversial here. Um, I think Eevee is cuter than Pikachu. I think Eevee is the cutest of all the Pokemon, um, and it might have something to do with the fact that my wife and I have seven dogs, um, but Eevee being the cutest Pokemon is another hill that I'm willing to die on. So, I honestly have never been a huge fan of Eevee. I mean, that is why, like, last episode we were talking that Psyduck was going to be the other mascot instead of Eevee, and I so mm-hmm. would have preferred Let's Go Psyduck over Let's Go Eevee. Uh, he does have some cool evolutions. And I enjoy most of them. It's just, I don't know. I just think Eevee's boring. I mean, Eevee doesn't have great attacks. I'm I'm not saying Eevee is the best Pokemon. I'm saying Eevee is the cutest Pokemon. And I did get Let's Go Eevee, so. Instead of Let's Go Pikachu. But, like I said, I'm willing to die on this hill if you really want to go at it. No, every, every, there's a quote out there that says every Pokemon is someone's favorite. Okay, fair enough. Except for Dunsparce. No one likes Dunsparce. I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. (laughs) Uh, So after the Pokedex reveals that Eevee can transform into one of three Pokemon, depending on the evolution stone that's used. Remember, this is uh, Generation 1. Ash decides that he wants the Eevee, only to have his bubble burst by Misty, who reveals the tag on Eevee's collar. They follow the address and end up at some weird garden party thing. It makes me think of that weird mask party in that movie Eyes Wide Shut. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've never seen that movie, no. I've I've never seen it either. I just know. <laughs> do you remember Seen It? The game I, Seen It? I do know the game Seen It. That was like, there, what, mid-2000s, like, cutting-edge yeah. board game? There's like a, uh, uh, there's like, you would watch a scene from a movie, and it showed like this weird like mask party thing from that movie. And that's the only thing I know about it. Seen it was one of those games where if you owned the game and you played with different groups of people by the end, you were awesome because it just played the same clips over and over yeah, again. There were like five different clips that it would choose from and ask like 
a different question. Um, so the people at the party are evolving their Pokemon using a variety of stones, like a Poliwhirl into a Poliwrath. Uh, it seems super weird to me uh, that they just, like, all they do is touch the stone to the Pokemon and then it evolves. It would make more sense if they, like, I don't know, made a tea or something <laughs> with it to, like, give the power to the thing uh, or to the Pokemon. Uh, we see several other evolved Pokemon like Executor, Raichu, and Ninetales, and they all say their name, which is also, like, really weird to me. It's like if your body started to change when you're, like, 13 years old and all you could say was, Puberty. <laughs> so that always comes up with the argument. Do you think Pokemon were named because of what they sound, or do they make the sound because that's what they're named? This is like a chicken. I know. Before the egg, or the Pidgey before the egg, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I do want to mention that this is like typical Team Ash fashion. They just invite themselves in and they didn't knock on the door or anything. They're so rude about, about everything. It's like, they'll teach you how to fight animals, but they will not teach you basic uh, decency or manners. Yeah, they just walk into this backyard like, I understand <laughs> they wanted to find the owner of this evening, they have the address, but the, before looking in the backyard, like, it, if you're walking up to the house, you couldn't tell there was a party going on. They could have just knocked first. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so just, just go around, let yourself in, Ash, it's fine. Yeah, so one thing I during this scene that I do like is because they're talking about, you know, using special stones to evolve the Pokemon, and they don't include any Pokemon that involve moonstones to evolve, which makes sense because they are rarer and they are come from Mount Moon, mm -hmm. which are supposedly so this is Stone Town, I believe it was called. It was so, I don't remember. I, it was like Stone Town. It was a lame name. And it was at the bottom of Evolution Mountain. So I think the story here was that all these stones specifically came from Evolution Mountain, which makes mm. sense why there's no moonstones, because moonstones come from Mount Moon. Makes sense to me. I'll buy that. Uh, on a nearby cliff, Team Rocket stands ready to steal all of the evolved Pokemon. Uh, James is upset that they couldn't find any evolution stones, but Meowth, pointing to some nearby holes that they had dug, says they dug in the wrong place, calling them Team Rocket Scientists uh, as an insult, which may very well, at least to me, be the funniest joke in the entire run of the show. Um, Meowth's delivery was fantastic. Uh, to Meowth's continued dismay, the only thing Team Rocket has their mind on is the food spread at the party down below. Um, another thing I want to point out, they never... I thought they would make mention of it, but did you notice that uh, Team Rocket had, like, their uniforms hung up on a line to dry behind them? I did notice that, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just a funny background touch. It, it was weird because, like, it never explained why, how did they get wet, why, or I guess they washed their clothes, which I guess is cool. I mean, good for them for not just wearing dirty uniforms the whole time. I guess they have extra changes because they were wearing their regular uniform, so I guess they just needed to to wash the dirty ones. Um, back at the party, uh, three dudes, each wearing pants and hair to match their Eevee evolutions, uh, spot Team Ash standing with uh, Eevee and run over. The three brothers call to their little brother, and the Eevee runs to him. The kid asks why they brought Eevee back, and I already want to punch this ungrateful little turd in the face. So, yeah, you mentioned that the three brothers, they have this hair to match, so the... Vaporeon Trainer has, like, water-looking hair. Jolteon Trainer's all spiky, red. And, uh, and by water-looking hair, you mean 
Blue. Blue, yes. <laughs> he has blue, blue hair. Okay, so Vaporeon, they did not do the best. At least the Flareon trainer uh, had fire and spark. Uh, the Jolteon trainer had, like, electric. It looked electric. But then here comes poor Mikey. Uh, and his hair looks like, like it looks... It looks horrible because they try to style it <laughs> he after has, like, Eevee. He, he has a bowl cut. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Which this was like the the mid to late 90s, so I guess yeah, but a bowl it, cut was in at the time. But it wasn't like they took the bowl, put it over his head, and cut around it. It's like they put the bowl up under his hair because he had like these bangs <laughs> that like puffed out. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and it was brown, so I don't know if the other brothers like dyed their hair that color. Or what? But um, the three bro- brothers with the evolved uh, Eevees, or rather the Eevee evolutions, yell at their little brother Mikey that he'll never win a battle with an unevolved Eevee. Which, to be fair, probably true. Uh, Mikey says he doesn't care about battling, and his brothers are appalled. They explain what all the different elemental stones will do to Eevee, and then argue about which is the strongest. Yeah. So I just want to bring up here that the brothers' names are Rain- Rainer, Sparky, and Pyro, which Okay, so did their are those their nicknames or did their parents like go? Oh, this is what you have to evolve your EV into. <laughs> this is another chicken egg or rather, yeah. uh, Pidgey egg, uh, situation. Like, were you named Rainer? Is that like your your birth name or did you change it? Yeah, or is it a nickname? So <laughs> that is fitting because you can figure out which trader has which Pokemon. Rainer has the Vaporeon, Sparky has the Jolteon, and Pyro has the Flareon. Uh, mm-hmm. Also. What's kind of cool, in Pokemon Go, if you nickname your Eevee one of their names, it will make sure to evolve into that specific trainer's evolution. Otherwise, oh. it's just completely random. Okay. And they've that done that sense. going forward. Like, every time that all the evolutions are in the Pokemon Go now, but they add it, and I, I don't know if they have anime counterparts, because I haven't ever got that far in the anime, so maybe we'll find it out. But... They do that for all the evolutions. You nickname a special thing, it will for sure evolve into that Pokemon. Did their parents have more kids? And when they find the other evolutions, <laughs> do they like just appear? Are they like the estranged children with like the, I don't remember what the other, uh, Eevee. Are you saying evolutions? Yeah, that's kind of I'm... like the fandom name for all of Eevee's evolutions. I've never heard that. So the fandom is making the fandom is making fun of me now. Um, what are the other evolutions? So, all right. So in Generation Two, we had Espeon and mm-hmm. Umbreon, Psychic and Dark. Umbreon, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, in was it Generation Five? I think it was five or four. You had um, Glaceon and Leafeon. So ice and grass. Ice, ice and grass. And then in generation six or seven, six, I want to say six, it, they introduced Sylveon, which was fairy type. Okay. Honestly, I hope they invi- incorporate more types. As, like, it would be cool to have an EV evolution for every single type. Yeah, that would be cool. What would a, <laughs> what would a, a, a Rockyon, a Stonyon, like a rock type EV? Boldry, Boulder, I have no idea. Boulderion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Ash shouts at the brothers to leave Mikey alone. 
just like Brittany. Leave her alone. But they tell him that surely he'll use a Thunderstone to evolve Pikachu into a Raichu, and Pikachu is definitely not down with that. So, with this, I, one thing I did want to mention is, I like about how in the anime they realized you don't always have to work on battling with Pokemon, and there are other jobs. You know, Brock wants to be a breeder. Misty, mm -hmm. I guess, just wants to collect water Pokemon. She always says she wants to be the best water the a water Pokemon master. She doesn't I never ever really explain what does she want to be the best at battling with water Pokemon. Does she want to collect all water Pokemon? Who knows? But mm -hmm. I've always wished they would make a game where battling isn't the main mechanic. And I'm not counting like Pokemon Snap or I was about to I was about to say that. Or, you know, a puzzle game because like where you can choose what you want to do with your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I would try to take over the world. So you would I would love I, I would love a Pokemon game where you could like build up armies and like invade countries or invade so, regions Josh, and take over the government. <laughs> this isn't exactly, but I'm gonna tell you to look up the game Pokemon Conquest. Mm -hmm. It was a Nintendo DS game. Uh, it mixed uh, Pokemon with. I don't know if it was an anime. It was something with Feudal Japan, and it was a tactic-based game like Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm -hmm. And it was a crossover with like Feudal Japan and Pokemon. I want to make villages burn <laughs> with my Pokemon. <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. Um, so, again, we are shown uh, Team Rocket. Um, they make a bunch of awful puns. I don't even remember them, but they just... Always disappoint me with how terrible their puns are. Uh, the bro Back down at the garden party, the brothers explained that they threw this party for Mikey and invited all the trainers with Pokemon whose evolutions were induced by stones. In fact, they say evolution so many times in this episode, I'm surprised it wasn't banned in the <laughs> South. So what you're saying, in other words, they made this gigantic party to peer pressure Mikey into doing something that he didn't, doesn't want to do. Kids, just don't give in to peer pressure. Don't give in to it. Um, the brothers give Ash a Thunderstone to evolve Raichu and Brock a Firestone to evolve Vulpix. Vulpix. Uh, but when they both refuse on the grounds that they don't want to force their Pokemon to do anything, the brothers get strangely angry. Uh, nearby, Misty is letting Horsey swim around in the fountain when she notices Mikey enjoying what appears to be an ice-cold tomato juice with his Eevee. She offers him a plate of food, but Psyduck steals a sandwich, and in typical animal, animal abuse fashion, Misty punches the Psyduck in the back of the head. Misty and Eevee accept the food, and Pikachu joins them because the animators want us to die of cuteness overload by watching Pikachu and Eevee share some quiche. Mikey reveals that he was trying to hide Eevee, so his brothers didn't force him to evolve it. Misty suddenly gets philosophical and tells Mikey he can't run away from his problems, which I guess is fair coming from uh, the girl who, instead of dealing with the problem of the kid who stole her bike, joined him on a whirlwind adventure that will most certainly lead to her death. <laughs> uh, Pikachu and Eevee have a conversation, and my heart melts out of all of my orifices. So, during this scene, yeah, it, it was a real cute scene, uh, Misty mentions that Pikachu did not originally want to evolve, which I really like the callback to an episode that was almost 30 episodes ago. So one thing I like about the Pokemon anime is it's very episodic and you don't get that in children's show a lot. Like mm -hmm. you need to watch the anime in order to understand what's going on. You can enjoy certain episodes, but there is an episodic nature to it. And I feel like in most children's show, it's just like they want you to tune into any episode. All right. Can I correct you real quick? Yes. 
So when you're talking about like it has an overarching story, yes, they call that serial. Serial. So it's like a ser- serialized television show. Episodic is more like uh, Law um, and Order, SVU, or Criminal Minds, where like every episode is a different. So I got a, a I got story. The, I got them mixed around. Oh, you're good. I just wanted to make sure we had that correct, so people weren't on Twitter trying to correct you. Better to be corrected by me than trolls on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, so I do like it that it's serialized for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. So after Misty and Mikey had this very in-depth conversation, it cut to commercial break. So we're going to cut to our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? All right. Our Who's That Pokemon for this week is Eevee, of course. Who else would it be? Which in Japanese, mm-hmm. it's spelled really weird, but I also think it's just pronounced Eevee. I don't know how you would pronounce that. E-I-E-V-U-V-I. Yeah. E-I-E-V-U-I is how you spell it. Yeah, so we're just going to say its Japanese name is Eevee. E-I-V-U-E. Yeah. E-I-V-U-E. So it's number 133 in the Pokedex. It's a normal type. It is one foot tall and weighs 14.3 pounds. And it is known as the Evolution Pokemon. All right, so Eevee. Did you have something to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that makes sense. Oh, it does. So Eevee's Evolution. Usually I just type it out here, but he has so many evolutions, I had to make its own special chart. Mm-hmm. I think you got all these earlier, but give them to me again. Yes, yeah, so a Waterstone will evolve it into Vaporeon, a Firestone will evolve it into Flareon, a Thunderstone will evolve it into Jolteon. If it's leveled up during the day with High Friendship, it evolves into Espeon. If it's leveled up during the night with High Friendship, it evolves into Umbreon. If it's leveled up near Moss Rock or given a Leaf Stone, it evolves into Leafeon. Uh, if it's leveled up near Ice Rock or given an Ice Stone, it evolves into Glaceon. And if it's leveled up when knowing a Fairy-type move with High Friendship, it evolves into Sylveon. All right, Eevee's origin, its name. Eevee and Eevee are the pronunciations of Eevee, the first two letters in the word evolution. Okay. Uh, what is Eevee based off of? In the 2018 art book Eevee's, Motofumi Fujiwara revealed that Eevee was inspired by vague childhood memories of an unknown creature he encountered in the forest. Though it wasn't based on any distinct animal, Fujiwara mentioned that Eevee reminds him of a fluffy cat or dog-like creature. So, I like how he's like, it's an unknown creature he encountered in the forest, but then he kind of just came up with a generic dog-cat thing. I don't, I don't really even know where he gets the cat, it just looks like a dog to yeah. me. I was thinking maybe fox, kind of. Maybe like, yeah, maybe like a fox dog. A dog fox. Yeah. It's the sequel, it's the sequel to cat dog. Dog fox. Uh, <laughs> so, Eevee's biology. Eevee is a mim- mammalian quadruped Pokemon with primarily brown fur. The tip of its bushy tail and its large furry collar are cream colored. It has short slender legs with three small toes and a pink paw pad on each foot. Eevee has brown eyes, long pointed ears with dark brown interiors, and a small black nose. Eevee is rarely found in the wild and is mostly only found in cities and towns. However, Eevee is said to have an irregularly shaped genetic structure that is easily influenced by its environment. This allows it to adapt to a variety of habitats by evolving. I like that explanation. It's a regularly shaped genetic structure. Yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. Uh, in Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, the player starts with a special Eevee known as a Partner Eevee. The Partner Eevee has purple eyes and a lighter shade of fur. 
These design elements were likely taken from the anime, which implemented similar traits starting in Pokemon the series Ruby and Sapphire. Partner Eevee has higher base stats and access to moves that normal Eevee do not. Partner Eevee is the only Pokemon capable of performing Bouncy Bubble, Buzzy Buzz, Sizzly Slide, Glitzy Glow, Batty Bad, Sappy Seed, Freezy Frost, Sparkly Swirl, and the Partner Power, VV Volley. Can I just say, when they came up with these partner attacks and <laughs> Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, the names are horrible. I like my personal favorite is Batty Bad. Batty Bad. <laughs> Eevee, do Batty Bad. <laughs> Hit him with the Batty Bad, Eevee. <laughs> uh, the marking on the tip of a female partner Eevee's tail is heart-shaped. Before Pokemon Sword and Shield, this trait was unique and wasn't found on other female Eevee. In Pokemon Sword and Shield and later Pokemon Go updates, the unique tail pattern is present on all female Eevee as a true gender difference. As Gigantamax Eevee, it has become larger and more fluffy. The fur collar becomes longer with several triangular furs pointing straight up. The right ear has three red clouds surrounding it like a circle. Due to the fur becoming fluffier and luxurious, any enemies caught in it will lose the will to fight due to being enamored by its presence. So luxurious. Due to Gigantamaxing, Eevee becomes even more playful and rambunctious, desiring to play with its opponent and often unintentionally crushing them with its size. <laughs> it's like just a giant, a giant Great Dane. Well, except like Gigantamax, so it like could actually kill someone. Yeah. It's like Clifford the Big Red Dog. On steroids. <laughs> Uh, so some Pokedex entries on Eevee. Uh, Red and Blue says, its genetic code is irregular. It may mutate if it is exposed to radiation from evolution stones. Uh, Pokemon Yellow says, its genetic code is unstable, so it could evolve in a variety of ways. There are only a few alive. So I guess from Yellow to now, I guess we've kind of turned around. They did some like environmental stuff, so Eevees are more often mm -hmm. found now. There are only a few alive. Yeah, we've 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 brought that population back. <laughs> They're everywhere. Uh, Pokemon Silver says its irregularly configured DNA is affected by its surroundings. It evolves if its environment changes. Uh, Pokemon Crystal says its ability to evolve into many forms allows it to adapt smoothly and perfectly to any environment. Ruby and Sapphire says Eevee has an unstable genetic makeup that suddenly mutates due to the environment in which it lives. Radiation from various stones causes this Pokemon to evolve. Pokemon Moon says current studies show it can evolve into an incredible eight different species of Pokemon. Wow. Uh, Ultra Sun says the question of why only Eevee has such unstable genes has still not been solved. Ultra Moon says its genes are easily influenced by its surroundings. Even its face starts to look like that of its trainer. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the, it's like the Ditto where it has that creepy looking face, but now it just looks like <laughs> whatever ugly trainer it has. Uh, and then here's a couple on the Gigantamax version of Eevee. A Pokemon sword for the Gigantamax says, Gigantamax energy up the fluffiness of the fur around Eevee's neck. The fur will envelop a foe, capturing its body and captivating its mind. And then Pokemon Shield for Gigantamax said, Having gotten even friendlier and more innocent, Eevee tries to play with anyone around, only to end up crushing them with its immense body. <laughs> what a truly tragic 
the story that the Gigantamax Eevee has. Yes. It all it wanted all it wanted was to play with its friends, but it ended up killing them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh so and some trivia about Eevee. In early English promotional material for Pokemon Red and Blue, Eevee was called Eon, the suffix of all the evolved forms of Eevee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't impossible for Eevee to evolve into Espeon and Umbreon in Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green because the games lack a time system. It is also impossible for it to evolve into Leafeon and Glaceon in Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver since neither Johto nor Kanto has a Moss Rock or an Ice Rock. And the Leaf Stone and Ice Stone were not invented yet. Uh, despite the fact that May, Gary, and Sakura each owned an Eevee that went on to evolve, Eevee was never seen evolving on screen in the anime until Last Call first round when Ursula evolved her two Eevee into Flareon and Vaporeon during a contest appeal over 13 years into the anime. Which is weird since it's known as the Evolution Pokemon it took 13 years for us to actually see one evolve in the anime. To actually, to actually see it do the thing that it's named after? Yeah. And... As a species, Eevee has appeared in the teams of the most main characters in the anime, with May, Serena, Lana, and Chloe each owning one. And then Eevee has more signature moves than any other Pokemon, with a total of nine. Topped off with the Batty Bad. Topped off with the Batty Bad and the Buzzy Buzz. And the CDC. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and that is our Who's That Pokemon segment on Eevee. Back into the story, uh, Misty puts Mikey on the spot, but before he can tell his brothers he doesn't want to evolve his Eevee, Team Rocket attacks the partygoers with, like, firecrackers or something. I don't really know what they attacked them with. Could have been gunfire, who knows. Uh, they say their usual mantra, but are quickly distracted by the smorgasbord that is laid out on the table and begins stuffing their faces. Ash tells the party that Team Rocket will try to steal their Pokemon, and James, with his mouthful, has wheezing cast uh, smokescreen. To be fair, I think I would have probably just gone for the food, too. These people look pretty rich. They probably had really good food. Same. I would have been all over that um, table, that food table. Uh, Ash throws out Pidgeotto and has it cast Gus to blow the smoke away, but it's too late. All the Pokemon, Evolution Stones, and food are gone. Uh, I can't really blame them for stealing all the food because the lobster and lo mein that they had laid out uh, sounds delicious right now. Um... The only Pokemon they didn't take was Misty's Psyduck, which she is disappointed about. I feel so bad for Psyduck. Poor Psyduck. He's always the butt of the jokes. I know. Pitiful. Uh, Ash asks Pidgeotto, or Ash has P uh, Pidgeotto burst Team Rocket's hot air balloon, but as it falls to the ground, I can't help but question if Ash thought that all the way through, because all the Pokemon would have plummeted to their deaths, not to mention Team Rocket. Uh, but luckily, the balloon was just a distraction and no one was in it. Ash then sends Pidgeotto to find Team Rocket, and thankfully Misty's horsey is smart enough to leave a trail of oil. So, I didn't even think of that. Uh, no one seems to be concerned as it was falling. To be fair, Ash has almost killed Team Rocket multiple times, so he probably didn't care either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the oil trail leads directly to Team Rocket, who is having a victory picnic. James says he has forgotten what winning tasted like, but Jesse punches him and says to never call them losers again, as they should be known as the, quote, Team Rocket Champions of the World, which doesn't sound delusional at all. Um, Meowth brings them back down to reality by saying that it's time to make the Eevee evolve. It always kind of seems that the most sinister member of the group is Meowth. You know, like, am I wrong about this? 
No, no, you are definitely right with this thinking. Honestly, he is probably the brains of the whole operation. He probably learned it from their boss since he used to be top cat, which was his words. And it makes sense that the cat would be the most evil one. Uh, they argue over what to evolve the Eevee into, deciding to use all three stones at once, but before they can, Ash shows up and has Squirtle use water gun on them. Water gun on them. Uh, I'm honestly kind of annoyed by Ash's timing, uh, because I kind of wanted to see what would happen if they used all three stones at once. What would it create? A flagordion, uh, flagordion. What would it be called? I don't know. I put. I think it might be called a vape jewelryon. I, I don't <laughs> vape know. Vape jewelryon. No vape vape jewelryons just have flat billed caps and carry around their uh, their jewels. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just vaping yeah they just blow clouds of smoke but they don't do anything Um, however Psyduck jumps in front of Squirtle and uses water gun but it's ineffective and Misty recalls it into the Pokeball that that scene was actually pretty funny because he like jumps up and just like a little fountain yeah Um, Team Rocket or I'm sorry Team Ash rescues all the captured Pokemon but Team Rocket still has Eevee. Misty calls Jesse an old hag, and Jesse casts Flamethrower in her anger. And when I say cast Flamethrower, I mean that Jesse herself shoots fire out of her mouth like some sort of ginger dragon. <laughs> um, Meowth comments that Jesse evolved into a Flareon, and I lulled for the second time this uh, episode. And I'm pretty sure Meowth made both of those jokes. So, evil or not, Meowth is the funniest character in the whole show. So, during the Japanese version, uh, this actually had another scene that they had to change for us English viewers. Because mm-hmm. during this scene, Jessie calls Misty a flat brat girl. When she says flat, is she talking about what I think she's talking about? Yes, Misty's breasts. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess that's why they cut it. <laughs> uh, t- Team Rocket and Team Ash gear up for a fight. But Misty's brother, or I'm sorry, Mikey's brothers step in with their Eevee... Let me say it right this time. Uh, Mikey's brothers step in with their evolutions and attack. Uh, side note: Jolteon is easily the coolest looking evolution, and it's not like it's not even close. Uh, the brothers attack. Uh, the brothers back Team Rocket into a wall of flames, but in their desperation, Team Rocket fights back and whips the brothers' evolutions. With Flareon, Jolteon, and Vaporeon incapacitated, Misty has her horsey, who is easily the unsung hero of this whole episode. Uh, shoot oil into Jesse's face, and she drops Evie, and Mikey catches it. So, you know, having Horsey be, as you said, the unsung hero, that's really surprising because you don't see much of Horsey. Mm-hmm. She, he kind of just, which I always thought was funny because at the beginning of the episode, Misty finds a found like, oh, it's been so long, but she has a ton of other water Pokemon she just didn't care about. <laughs> Let them stay cramped in their Pokeballs. And uh, but yeah, kind of like you said, Jolteon is your favorite because when I was younger, Flareon used to be my favorite because I liked all fire Pokemon. But now, as I'm older, I have jumped onto the Jolteon camp, at least when Good we're on. talking about the original three. Yeah, well, I'm glad you've seen the light, or I guess the lightning in this case. Was am I am I into Team Rocket pun area right there? <laughs> I think that was a Team Rocket level pun. I apologize, folks. I feel bad and I hate myself for it. Um. Team Rocket turns to Mikey, who says it's time for their first real battle. Eevee uh, rage tackles Team Rocket, and they blast off yet again, which was a little anticlimactic. Like, he shows up, and he's like, we're going to battle, but they don't even battle. Eevee just, like, destroys them. 
Uh, Mikey's brothers are super proud of him and the violence he's just committed, uh, which is nice. Uh, so Mikey decides to become an Eevee trainer, which basically means he works for WAG, the dog walking service. Uh, Mikey gives Misty a flower, and it's pretty wholesome rather than creepy, thank goodness, knowing the history of um, weird behavior from guys on the show. Uh, and Pikachu and Eevee share what looks to me to be a beer. <laughs> which is really funny yeah brock here definitely needs to take some notes from mikey though he has not been creepy in a while i'll give him that it's been at least a solid five to six episodes it's since the uh the bridge bike gang episode i think yeah i feel like it's all boiling up it's just all gonna come out at once <laughs> yeah which is terrifying um as the episode ends team rocket eats their dinner out of a tin can as they dream about one day actually winning and that's our episode. So, Josh, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I like the episode. I, th it's not. I, it, it's like somewhere in the middle out of the, all the episodes that I've watched since I've joined the podcast. Maybe like towards the top half. Um, I I like seeing all the uh, evolutions. Yeah. From all the stones, that was really fun. Yeah, it's not a bad episode, and yeah, I'm kind of with you. I. I like the episodes where they show more Pokemon, and I get to see more Pokemon and people interacting mm -hmm. with more Pokemon. Uh, but it it is one of the better episodes of the anime. It's one of the more memorable episodes, which, you know, doesn't always mean it's a great episode, but I did. I enjoyed this episode as well. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to bump it up a little higher than I originally had it, just because Meowth's two jokes in this, in this episode were some of the funnier jokes that I've seen on the show. And so our question for this week is, what is your favorite evolution? Definitely Jolteon. Jolteon looks the coolest, and I've always been. Like when you said you were a kid and fire Pokemon were your favorite, but uh, electric Pokemon have always been my favorite. Yeah, too bad Generation 1 has just a lame selection of electric Pokemon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, pretty much Jolteon, Zapdos, and the Pikachu line. All the rest are kind of lame, in my opinion. Uh, for my favorite evolution, let's see. I mean, as I said, I kind of like Jolteon of the original. If I'm including all of them, I really like how Glaceon looks. I'm not even sure. I'm about to look them up. Glaceon looks really cool. Honestly, Glaceon, Leafeon, both. But I do like Glaceon. How Glaceon looks. So I'm. I think I'd go with Glaceon as my favorite. Did you get to see a picture? Hold on. Taking. Sorry if everybody hears my typing. I well, kind of bash on it. As Josh is uh, typing, I'll just say, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at the Pokemon Snapshot at gmail dot com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app if you're choosing, so other Pokemon fans such as yourselves can find the podcast. Did you find a picture, Josh? You said Glaceon? Yeah. I don't like Glace the way Glaceon looks. Gla the little thing that hangs off the side of its head reminds me of like some of my kids at school. They wear like those hoods with like the cat ears that have like the little things that oh. hang down that they can put their hands in. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> well, that makes sense. It's a nice Pokemon. It has to keep those hands, those paws warm. Yeah. I like Espeon looks cool because I like the little third eye thing. And then Umbreon looks cool. And Leafeon does too. Sylveon looks stupid. I'm not sure what's going on there. It looks like something for my nightmares. It's it's a ribbon twirler. Oh, uh, this ribbons. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Uh, for my daughter's birthday last year, we actually got her a whole set of plushes of the evolutions. Yeah, and it oh, was cool. Sylveon's ribbons. They like after you play with them for a while, they just don't look great. So 
it wasn't great for the actual plush. Um, but so Josh, any other comments on this episode? Nope. I, I think I'm good. All right. So remember, please join us next week when we will be watching wake up. Snorlax. <laughs>